a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get moving with Maria. Inspiration to spend a few minutes each day to get moving on the small things that can make a big difference in your life. Thank you for joining us today for Let's Get Moving. With me today, Dr. Liz Hale. She's a marriage and family therapist. And Dr. Liz, we've talked before about the power of men, but today we're going to talk about the power of women and the empowered wife. Explain for us what you want to talk about. Yes, isn't that just a great title, The Empowered Wife? It's actually written, I wish I'd written it, Maria, but it's written by a New York Times bestselling author, Laura Doyle, who is not a marriage therapist. As a matter of fact, I think she has another book that says, let's kill all the marriage therapists or something like that. She's not a fan, not a fan of it. And I haven't read that book, but I think I understand where she might be coming from. Um, Nonetheless, she had a she was highlighted on Dateline, and from that moment on, she has helped hundreds of thousands of women find their power in marriage. I think that's really quite exciting. She herself, 30 years ago, was newly married, and this was she had a breakdown before she had a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. I think many of us can relate to that. Mm-hmm. She thought, I've made a terrible mistake. This is not the man I should have married. He's not as smart as I am. He's not as neat and tidy as I am. And she would have divorced, but the pri- her pride and the embarrassment of facing her family and friends stopped her from doing that. So instead of trying to talk with her husband about all the ways he needed to improve and all of his weaknesses, she decided instead to surround herself with women that she felt really had a strong marriage. And it was through that beginning that she really developed and learned to hone in on the skills of a woman. A lot has changed in her own marriage since that time. Um, today, her husband, John, cherishes her and adores her and desires her. And that's a, that was quite different from how it used to be. She has a, 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 quite a community now, the Adored Wife Community, for some of our listeners who want to know more. That Facebook group is the best group on the planet, according mm. to the members that are a part of that. But we all, you and I, women, men, we all have different strengths in our relationships. Yeah. Oh, no doubt about it. it, Yes. And you don't want to become your husband. I don't want to be my husband. Um, Two different people bring those different gifts like the yin and the yang in Eastern philosophy. Yin, of course, is the feminine, the receptive energy, and yang is the masculine, the more active energy. And just that alone, just think of receptive and active already gives us an idea of men doing more, women doing less. And yet we know, Maria, right, in most of our marriages, it's not that way. No, definitely not. No, women are overdoing. And then they're resentful. And guess who they're resentful of? Of course, their spouse. (laughs) Yes, the men in their lives, right? That's right. So the the first gift is for women. Rather, the first tip, I should say, of these five ways to be more empowered as a woman is to receive is to be the yin in the relationship, the feminine. Mm-hmm. the feminine. And so Laura Doyle talks about be pleasable. When your husband does something, it's like, thank you. Wow, kitchen looks beautiful. Such and an just, important thing. And period, not say more than that. 
And the most powerful words, the most powerful sentence to complete is, I would love, and then fill in the active form of that. So I would love a clean kitchen. Instead of walking and saying, John, this kitchen is a disaster. (laughs) Or Ben, our floors are sticky. They look terrible. It would be, I would love a clean kitchen. I would love the floors cleaned. I laughed you because know, I've done that, that, you know. Oh, of course <laughs> we have. And said, this kitchen is a disaster. And a man that freezes, he doesn't quite know what to do with that, right? right. He feels deep shame, for one. He just knows that Maria ain't happy, mm-hmm. right? She's not happy. She's not happy with me in particular. So we, we're going to be really specific. I would love blank. We're going to tell him exactly what we'd like. Not how to do it, but just that. And when our husband does something lovely, it's like, thank you. Thank you. With a smile, be pleasable. That's the tip number one. I love it. Yep. The number one is, or excuse me, number two is to relinquish that control. You know, when we're afraid, that's why we get controlling as women. I'm afraid every time I get in the car, not necessarily because my husband's driving, (laughs) (laughs) but we do have different driving styles, I will add. And he's never gotten us in an accident. It's always, everything's always been fine. But as soon as I try to get into Ben's world, tell him how I think he should drive or how he should talk on the phone, I'm out of my own lane, right? Literally Mm -hmm. and figuratively. Just like in school, what would they say? Teachers would say, keep your eyes on your own paper. (laughs) Right. We as women need to do that. Keep our eyes on our own paper in our own life. If I wasn't over there telling Ben how to control his what would I be doing in my world? And usually that's a sign, right, that I'm not paying attention to my own lane. Mm-hmm. Something's not right in my world. I'm over there messing with his world. So we're going to relinquish control, stay on our own paper. And Laura Doyle says something that's really interesting, Marie, and I, I've tried this, trying to do three things every day that make you happy as a woman. I'm just trying to do one thing every day oh, that let's, makes well, me let's happy. Start there. I know what you mean. <laughs> But that is very true. Have you ever had those days or weeks, end on end, where you're not doing anything for yourself? And how do you feel? Yeah, I've actually looked at it as, I need to do one thing today that's going to make me feel better about my life. Oh, I like that. And that, that it works. But it's tough because we get into a routine and we're so busy. You have to go to work. You have to do the dishes. You have to fix the bed. I mean, there are so many things that we feel like we have to do that taking the time to do those few things that really make you happy just kind of get lost sometimes. Yep. And it could be a simple something, couldn't it? Mm -hmm. Taking a hot bubble bath, reading a a favorite book for 20 minutes, hopping on the treadmill is a gift I sometimes give myself and oftentimes don't, however. So well said, I like what you say, let's even just start with one thing a day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well done. I like that. Even if it's just fixing the bed. There's something about fixing the bed that makes me feel better about life, like things are okay. That's good. Good for you. I'm glad. It's going to be different for each one of us, right? Right. I could go without the bed being done. Okay. But a lot of people, (laughs) (laughs) I would definitely like something else, but a lot of people, that is how it kind of sets the stage for the day. So the most, most importantly, it's knowing who you are, right? Knowing what pleases you. Yeah. Excellent. Good for you. The third focus would be, Creating a spouse fulfilling prophecy. What do you think of that? Hmm. A spouse, spouse fulfilling, fulfilling prophecy. prophecy. <laughs> I like it. I love it too. So, in other words, now hang on to this, and I just want to tell listeners let, let's experiment. What's the worst thing that could happen, right? 
before you come down on me on this, so this is Laura Doyle's suggestion of saying things along the line. So instead of you're always grumpy, try the spouse fulfilling prophecy. What would you like to see instead? Honey, you're usually in a good mood. What's going on? Mm -hmm. Or, whoa, it's not like you to lose your cool. Or, you know, you've been a good provider. You've always been a good provider. Now, some people will say, no, that's kind of lying, self-spouse fulfilling prophecy. How would I like him to be? But it's also a lie to say you're never in a good mood or you always lose your temper. Because that's not true either, right? Right, right. Seldom is someone always in a bad mood. Or we always, always go to the extremes, temper. too, when we're yeah. angry. It's you certainly always an exaggeration. Do that. Right. And so let's try just the opposite. You know, you're usually in a good mood. You know, it's not like you to lose your temper like this. So if we're going to exaggerate anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> why not stretch the truth in a way that serves us best by focusing on what, what, what we do want versus what we don't want? I like that, too. Mm-hmm. Another step is to... Tell the truth about yourself and your vulnerable desires. You know, so in other words, let's say you, you were just, your feelings were just hurt by your spouse. Instead of, you know, you hurt my feelings. Try nothing but the word ouch. Just ouch. Says it all, doesn't it? It does say it all. It stops everybody in their tracks. Or instead of saying, you're never home, start the vulnerable truth with, I miss you. Or instead of, you know, I'm so overwhelmed, I can't do it all. Everything is on my shoulders. Just simply say, you know what, I can't. I can't do this. Or I need help. Share your tender side. Don't try to cover up your ugly cry when you're watching a tender movie. movie. Your husband is really touched by that side of you that's vulnerable and tender and feminine and soft. It brings out the more masculine, heroic side of, of him. Again, the yin and the yang, Mm -hmm. the receiving and the giving. Another tip from Laura Doyle, Maria, is is to restore respect. You know, that is the number one thing that men want. They would take your respect over your love any day. Wow. It's something I think that we have a hard time even understanding. But one of the most powerful phrases I learned that I've really memorized from Laura Doyle's work of the empowered wife is to say three words. Whatever you think, when my husband asked me something, honey, which policy should we do? I'll say to him, you know, whatever you think, whatever you think. Mm-hmm. It's basically saying, whatever you think, I trust you. I trust you, Ben. And I just, is, it's powerful. I wholeheartedly trust my husband. I, I don't, I haven't always, and maybe some days I don't, but sometimes those words stick in my throat, like whatever you think. <laughs> but the more I do it, the easier it's become, and right. boy, that it certainly makes a difference for him. It's hard to give up that control, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you bet it is, especially when you've married at 50. You know, that was a mm-hmm. lot of years for me to be on my own, and that might have been the hardest thing for me to do, is to give up that control. Oh, I'm sure that's true. Really, to receive someone, to receive him in particular. Um, but even when you don't necessarily trust your guy, remember how you want to show up. You want to show up as a respectful wife whom your husband can share his innermost thoughts. So we, we want to be safe. Right. Right? We want to be respectful. There is that whole line of faking it till you make it. Mm-hmm. I believe in that. I believe in that with intimate relationships. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you and I do that every day, be right? That, well, be that person you want to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Act exactly. like that person you want to be. Yes. For those who speak in public or have a presentation at work, you have to fake it till you make it. No one, I think, is confident all the time. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, 
I, I think another powerful way to quickly restore intimacy in marriage is just to think of a specific situation. I think all of us could think of one where we criticized, insulted, contradicted, or belittled our man. And if you can think of that, then just offer a simple apology of, I, apology, I apologize for being disrespectful when I blank, fill in the blank. Right. It's so important even when you don't realize or understand that you have done that. As long as they say they are hurt or upset, apology can make a huge difference. You bet. And I think if we look closely enough, Maria, you and I will find it. We'll find those times where we made him feel a little belittled. Yeah, even if we didn't mean to, if that was the effect, right? And I don't think we mean to a lot of the time, but it it is what happens. So pay attention to those moments of like, ooh, I just disrespected you. I apologize. I apologize for, for being disrespectful when I blank, when I said I don't care for your brother-in-law or your sister. <laughs> you know, sometimes I, I apologize. Um, or give them the gift of feeling listened to by saying, I hear you. You know, the greatest inspiration I felt from this reading, Maria, was that I don't have to agree or disagree with my husband. I always thought I did. I always thought I, have a, I thought I had to weigh in on oh. my opinion. Hmm. Turns out I don't. I don't have to share my experience. I don't have to do anything but listen and say, I hear you. Because you're I not always you. going to agree. Oh, seldom, right. quite honestly, in my <laughs> life anyway. Well, and men and women think differently. You think, yes. Indeed. No, we do. We think differently. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> we are so different. And isn't that the beautiful part about this? Right. Isn't that the Eastern philosophy of yin and yang? So I hear you. It takes patience and maturity just to listen. But we could try this in all of our relationships, right? Mm-hmm. And again, it's just an, experience, an experiment, rather, but we have nothing to lose. And if you want to know more about Laura Doyle, you can go to Get cherished.com if you want to learn about being a more empowered powerful wife get cherished.com and dr liz thank you so much thank you i'm dave Colley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast cold in october of 1985 a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.